everybody, welcome to episode 97 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Bloodtide Ben. How you doing, BT? Hello. Doing very well, thank you. How are you? I am good. Now there is only one me on the audio track, then I think uh, I think uh, I'm much better. And I got a new cable, and yeah, so things are shaping up. Honestly, dude, I think it was because like, because like of like whatever everything had happened. It'd been like a month since we've recorded. And I, yeah. I promised you guys that we would actually use the Alienware instead of just the 17 year old pc didn't i i promised that i would uh so i was like oh, i'm gonna do this now this is a great time and in true like i don't know i i i want to say it's not just me but it tends to be like oh yeah i need to do that thing seven minutes to the podcast yeah i'll sort it out everyone right now <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <Good>. every <laughs> deadline <laughs> universe <Yeah. laughs> that makes me feel much much better um, however, trying to edit two hours of a really good conversation with four Blood Bowl maniacs. Um, Five. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. When when three bends is too many bends. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we are back. It is episode 97 now. BT, what are we talking about this week? Uh, we're going to have a little conversation about running a league and that, uh, and, you know, involving uh, apps like Warplay, which is currently how we're running our. Oh. Ian is running our current league and um yeah it's really good got a lot of good things to say about that it's been really cool to see it unfold um and yeah we actually haven't touched on the league bit we kind of got a bit of an off week while the amazon news is brewing up so i thought it'd be a really good opportunity to just chat about what ben thinks of the amazon team but also like hey it's leagues let's talk leagues let's talk talk play talk play talk play let's talk yeah let's tour talk play anyway uh Break the news, cause words. Okay, so Blood Bowl news. Uh, on the one hand, not a lot has changed since the last episode came out because it's been three days, kind of technically. But there's a few things for us to cover anyway. Uh, first of all, before we go any further, just want to say a massive thank you to everyone out there who supports the show either buying the merch, subscribing to the channel, liking, or by our superior Patreons. Uh, we've had a few new people join us in the last kind of period as well. We've got Glenn Reed, Jack Waller, Adam Wilcox, Tom Rolfe, LePilf, Nicholas Dunlop, Tim, Justin McDonald, NHAP1, Florian, Dwayne Braswell, Matthew Kerrigan, Niccolo, Marco, Pierre Denner, uh, Tim M, Chuck Crawford, Victor Hansen, Blake Miller, Trevor Craig, Benedict Simon, and Liam DWL. Massive thank you. Well, joining the crew it just means we can do the things that we do and the things that we do are run some pretty great blood bowl events i think they're pretty great i think, um, I, I, I think we get pretty good feedback and the days are so much fun and we've got uh, three more tournaments this year which is pretty sweet and the next one is in 86 days and 12 hours from the point at which we are recording then and that is going to be come around quick uh, yeah it's almost over Dude, NFL season starts like the 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 preseason starts in just a couple of weeks. I couldn't believe it. Like I, I'm just I'm so I need football every <laughs> like every Sunday. I'll be having a really lovely day. Like Tiff works one in four Sundays, so that means three Sundays out of the month. I'll be like 
really happy. We'll be having a really lovely day. We'll be on like a day out or something. And then all of a sudden I'll just get the hit by this significant grief and realization that comes six o'clock and I'm going to have nothing to watch. Like it's weird. Like it's got, it gets worse every year as well. Cause I have this like a thousand yard look, like a thousand yard stare and typically like, you just remember there's no football. I was like, yeah, I have. It's it's brutal. It's absolutely <laughs> brutal. Um, but there is always Blood Bowl. And uh, on the 22nd and 23rd of October, we've got an 11s tournament and then a 7s tournament on the Sunday. And this is going to be in Hampshire. This is going to be in Southampton. Like all of our events we run at Bournemouth uh, International Centre, the Beer in Toyment, which is Pool, which is even lefter. This one is more rightwards because it is Southampton. So if you are... yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just, it's a different kind of area. So if you're Portsmouth and further, you know, or up like Winchester, Salisbury or whatever, this, it's a really good opportunity to come and play some, some awesome Blood Bowl. And I think, uh, I think something like 40 or 50 tickets have been sold now. So mm. it's, it's time to get up. We've got the first batch of loot coming. Um, I know we're probably going to do the same thing we do with prizes normally, but thanks to Grebo, we've already got a couple of nice tasty bits of prize to give away as well so it's going to be really cool and we're working on our kind of um media presence on the day i don't know if we're going to be able to stream games but we're going to see because i want to yeah and, uh, something is in the works this is really yeah. really exciting yeah we've got some some yeah. new kit and we've got 80 days to figure it out which is great for us because that is longer than seven minutes before recording the podcast so i figure <laughs> <laughs> we can sort that out anyway tickets are on sale for that event at in toyment and then we've got another event so that's october the 22nd and 23rd 11s and 7s so you can come to one come to both um whatever works for you then it's going to be mixed team madness and dungeon bowl team madness and ordinary human like normal team madness as well which is going to be bonehead bowl which is going to be back in Dorset, at Entoyment in Pool. I love the venue. Um, I just, I know I mentioned it last time, but like the fact you can just scan the QR code and like Carl will just appear out of nowhere and bring you tea and pizza. Like it's just the best. <laughs> it's a really cool place to play in the shops also. So, oh, um, shop yeah, it's very dangerous. <laughs> like leave your card at home and. Uh... <laughs> yeah yeah that's um that's a month after that's on saturday the 26th of november so if you're thinking you want a blood bowl fix just before christmas um then do come down to that you'll be playing some teams that you will not play the same game twice i, lo I love this event this is always like the best one in my opinion i mean they're all great but this, just having the mixed teams here is oh, it's mental madness. you see some like really broken combos <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's and so good i'm even more confident that if we if we can stream if we can stream october we can probably stream november but we'll we'll see oh, yeah. no promises but we've got three months i think we can do this we've got four months no excuses yeah i know right no excuses <laughs> at all so bonehead bowl is saturday the 26th of november uh south coast autumn is saturday the 22nd of october which is 11s and the 23rd is 7s so if you want to play 11s, we've got a tournament for you. If you want to play 7s, we've got a tournament for you. If you want to play 11s using your Dungeon Bowl team, we've got a tournament for you. And then it's going to be Christmas, and then it's going to be January, where everyone's poor anyway, and then it's going to be February, where we're back with Beachhead. But we've got a little bit of time before talking about that. So yes, tournaments. Come play Blood Bowl with us. We love it. Now, there is a couple of Kickstarters. One Kickstarter to talk about today which is the Charlie Victor Thick Skull uh, Fantasy Football Carry Cases. Um, have you checked out the Kickstarter for this yet? Well, oh, I haven't. I didn't realize it had launched. Yes. 
and we have preview copies. Oh, didn't know that. They are insane, dude. They they're are huge. Th uh, this is the smaller one. Like, oh, they're, okay. They they are suitcases. Oh no. Okay, sorry. I think it was the angle. It looked like a briefcase. Like <laughs> it is a briefcase. It's like a briefcase. Oh really? Size. Yeah. You can fit your pitch in there. You've got your whole team. Um, it comes with it, it's really Charlie cool. Victor. It's it's amazing. Like it's this, quality. This Charlie is, Victor is like premium. <laughs> unnecessarily good quality i think it's probably the best mm. now i had a chat with duncan earlier today and he just it was like because done a preview video um for the kickstarter and he was like ben please um have i just opened the help page did i did i mash f1 <laughs> i was wondering where you're going with that i think i did yeah <laughs> i think i did uh he was like yeah please let people know that i probably won't be stocking these after the kickstarter um and having seen the box that contained just two of them uh it makes a lot of sense. He was like, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to, to maintain any stock. So if you are in the market for what has to probably be described as the ultimate Blood Bowl carry case, then you need to jump on the Kickstarter. And the Kickstarter is absolutely smashing it. 43 grand against Target. 8,344 people have backed it already. There's 21 days to go now. So it's wrapping up on Thursday, 18th of August. So if you're listening to this pod, We'll probably be talking about it on another video and we'll definitely be talking about it on another podcast before then. So if you want something like this, this is the time. Price-wise, it's Charlie Victor. So it's not cheap, but it, it's the kind Reasonable of thing... thing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the thing you need one of. Uh, so the thick skull case, which is the one I was just waving around because the extra large one, I wouldn't be able to wave around in front of the camera while with the podcast set up. I had to like put the overhead mic had the overhead camera on, like a higher setting. Um, £69 for the thick skull, that one there, which has got a whole tray where you can fit a bunch of big guys in. You can basically fit two teams in there if you're clever about it. Like we use the cheap tabletop titan one, uh, tabletop tyrant, don't we? And you, you kind of have to mash stuff in there and you kind of make it work. But, but mm. actually for 70 quid, you get enough for a team. You get everything yeah, this is, with it. This is really nice. Like things just fit. Um, but, and it's just it's made for but it it's is made i was really surprised by how like tough it is it is a, it, it feels like a suitcase it's it's solid like it, it, i think it's for the world cup <laughs> oh mate it's coming in the world cup for the world cup um yeah. 79 pounds i would recommend getting the xl like it, it is bigger like did you take it on a plane yeah you could take it on a plane it, it is bigger but the fact is you get you've got so much more space so you can have absolutely everything in it and for 10 pounds it's just worth getting the, the even bigger one um because then you can definitely fit your two teams you've got your pitch you've got your books you've got it even comes with flipping um dice cups so it, it's just all geared mm. out like it's outrageous i couldn't believe it uh, um well I, I my one did i don't know if that's just part of the part of the promo it might have been called yeah, you see, uh, dice cups and pens not included. Okay, so those dice I... cups aren't included. But anyway, the fact is, you've got space there for your dice cups, and it's it's just awesome. Like I'm, I'm really impressed. And you know, 80, 80 pounds is a lot of money. But if you are a blood bowl player that likes to go to tournaments, you, you've probably spent way more than eighty pounds on your teams. Like for example, if you'd backed a punga Kickstarter, how, how you know. <laughs> How much do you think that would uh, put you back, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, especially if the AT isn't included. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we'll have a video on that soon. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, so I um I, I expected great things from Charlie Victor because everything we've seen of theirs has just been top notch. But this is um this is something else. Like they just keep coming out with really useful things. I know it feels like I'm shilling, but I'm really not. This is just something that is just we're more fawning. It's, oh, dude, it's just yeah. good. Like it's just straight up very very good. Like we 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 do show stuff off on the podcast we get to see stuff and if we really love it we really talk about it if we don't like it we tend to just be very british and don't mention it on the show but this is just filthy good to be honest so i'm really impressed really impressed you got three weeks left i actually um, want to see it i'll yeah. just i'll pop your i know because your team's all magnetized isn't it anyway there's a bunch of different stuff there's as add-ons you've got dungeon bowl adapters and stuff it's just really well done um, so link is below and we'll have a video coming out in the next few days, probably over the weekend. Um, cause I need to edit it and I'll edit it tomorrow when I'm back from Basingstoke and then I'll clear it with Duncan. So yeah, probably Friday or Saturday. So by the time this podcast out, you probably, the video has already gone live, but yeah, as for Kickstarters, that is uh, it for now. There are some really cool Patreon teams coming out. Um, if you're an SDL head. But we'll do print-to-pitch videos for those. Um, my printer's playing up again, which is aggravating. I don't know why. I've just re-leveled it and cleaned it, and it's got a print on the go at the moment. So I hope I keep getting like flat bits, and it's really aggravating. I'm like, oh yeah, it's printed, and then I realise that half the model underneath has just popped through a stargate and been cut it's, in half. It's bound to happen. You've had such a good run. Yeah. Like <laughs> you've had a flawless like print back to back. You've been printing like a machine. Now it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's because I went on holiday. I came back and the printer's like, oh, this is fun. I can chill out now. Um, no, you can't. I, I, I haven't opened mine since the heat wave. I'm worried as well. I think that's what did it. Maybe. It was, it was printing before. I probably should just get rid of the resin and try new resin. Um, I think the appropriate thing to do would be to get a new resin battery. Um, but... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Repair the ones you have. <laughs> you know, I went through my accounts in the last few months and I've only bought two in the last three months. So it's good. <laughs> but I realized I, I must have spent about £300 worth of resin since April. That's crazy. I know. I was like, and another resin. Keeping it all? And another, I don't know, just using, the, using it, printing it. To be fair, the dungeon took a lot of resin. Yeah, that is. Um, don't know if I would recommend printing a dungeon in resin. I, I don't know. It was like £75 for three bottles of resin. And that did the dungeon and some teams. That's... That's, That's not bad at all. It's yeah, not like if, all. if it was like in the days before 3D printing, that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if you picture it yeah. like that, it's like, oh, you can have a whole dungeon and teams 35 quid. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, anyway, there is a little bit of Games Workshop news, and this is why I really want to get um, your thoughts on it. So we haven't mm. really spoken about the Amazon team on the show. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> we did. It was just horrific. Um, so. We've got the Amazon release. We're going to start with the newest bit of news because we haven't talked really about it on the podcast. And this is the new star player um, whose name I really struggle with. I even Google how to pronounce it earlier and it, it wasn't helpful. So Estelle Loverno. I'm just going to commit to Britishness here where we just pronounce things like, you know. Anyway, Estelle Monge 2 is the new star player from <laughs> for, for Amazons. And... Um, do you want to do you want to start? Do you want to take this one away? Uh, this is a weird one, isn't it? This is a weird one. That's very. I, yeah, I I think it's 
probably the weakest Bloodborne model that Games Workshop has made, at least in recent time. Just, I, I, I think the model is cool. I think the model is cool. I just, nothing about it, for me, is Bloodborne. I think it's like a cool model that would be like great as like. If this is like Malifaux or something. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, Malifaux. Something with like with that kind of like theme of like kind of like weird. Like, it, it's not so much about like the week. It's just like there is so much going on on this character who doesn't look like a star player. You know what I mean? Like this is a star player. Why? Why? What makes this person a star player? Stone President Guard? Why? All right. So there is a there is a cool fluffy element to it. The idea is that she's a hermit living in the jungle. She's basically a swamp Disney princess villain and which is which is fine. And to to protect Lustria somehow, she's a witch that has loads of frog friends. We don't understand what I don't understand. I don't think the frog friends are really explained. Um and she's taken to the Blood Bowl pitch to protect her home. But again, she's decided the best way to protect her home is to rise to Blood Bowl stardom. And it even says for reasons known only to her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> such weak lore. It's, which is a shame, because I think the model is fantastic in terms of like an artistic standpoint. It looks like a moonstone. I think that's what it is. This looks like it could be in like moonstone. Like oh. the sort of style and like the whimsical nature of it and like the proportions are Awesome. The, the sculptor is, is very, very talented. The proportions, the um, the individual like technical sculpting is really, really good. And yeah. to be fair, the, the the technical painting is really good. The shading on yeah. on the on the the shoulder frog is excellent. Uh, I, I, but there's, there's just a vibe about this model that it just, like you've called it. Actually, you've got it right. This doesn't feel in any way, shape, or form like a Blood Bowl model. Like it's got the Amazon yeah. armor, but other than that. I I inadvertently described her as the Blood Bowl Karen because I thought it she's got the like to describe the pose it's she's walking to find the manager. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So mm. this is like that weird shopping cart lady that wants to come and complain because you're out of stock of her favorite bootleg moonshine. Like this is something that I, I've had to contend with in my in my historic career, but um. I I think I think I also said that she looks like she smells, which I think is again a testament to the paint job and everything, and the fact that she's this weird swamp. Yeah. Which, anyway, um, not what I was expecting. There's it will be a great canvas for painting, like and you can see that because, like you said, it's a very well executed model. Oh my god, it's stylized. There we go. That's, yeah. There you go. It's very stylized. I think it's the first one we've had for this watch. I like. Um, it is more cartoony. She has not models. Like Scylla is pre-stylized, but that, I think Scylla works. Scylla looks like he's in Blood Bowl. Uh, yeah, Scylla and Max are very like they are cartoony, mm-hmm. but they're cartoony but they, like they capture the vibe of Blood Bowl. Yeah, right? they're, ca- they're cartoony like 2008 cartoony. This yeah, is it's cart- metal, isn't it? Yeah, this is this <laughs> yeah. is this is cartoony like Maleficent, you know? Yeah, whimsical phantom, whimsical Disney. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. What about the the rule set for her? Her skills include disturbing presence and guard, which combined with an Amazonian level of agility, uh, make her a great supporting player. So first of first of all, Amazonian level of agility. Ben, what do you? The second think? time they said this, it is. 
getting Ange. <laughs> Are they going to land at Ange too? Is that what's happening? Oh, I don't think they. I don't think that they might make a couple. But um, we'll talk about the team in a second. I don't particularly look at. It. I think that's just basic editing. Like they mean because of dodge. So I think this player looks strength three, likely to have uh, dodge, guard, disturbing presence. Okay, so having guard is really useful on Amazon team. A um, strength three player with no combat skills with guard is likely to just get punched in the face. I think mm -hmm. it's definitely a bit of a vulnerability, but really cool special power. So um, uh, before adding her stranger powers into the mix, using esoteric lore from deep within the swamps, Estelle can place a baleful hex on an opposing player at a critical moment, potentially removing them from the game for a turn. So she's got a special ability, Baleful Hex. Once per game, at the beginning of Estelle's activation, choose an opposition player within five squares, which is for huge, right? That's like the entire middle of the mm. pitch. On a 2+, that player loses their tackle zone and cannot be activated until the end of the opposition's next team turn. Wow, that's crazy. There's like a super hypnogaze at range at the start. Yeah, this is basically the College of Life spell. Yeah. Yeah, it is actually, although a better use because you could benefit on yours and it also happens until the end of their next Yeah. And so it's right. when she activates anybody within five squares, basically a two plus, yeah. they 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 skip their next turn. So and she can waltz on in in a stride, take yeah. up all those tackle zones with her guard, and then that, you go and take the. That's it. Someone did say like this is going to be. I, I think you, yeah, actually, you were alluding to it there with hypno gaze. They're like, you know what, two plus, remove the corner of the 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 cage or whatever. Mm -hmm. She walks in, puts guard on the edge or whatever, and you just blitz someone off or, or whatever and just it, it can be really good the most obvious or, thing here is no, no go for it i think you were gonna say it no i was gonna say the ball carry on like turn eight <laughs> yeah this is um no it's a really difficult yeah. one because like that that is just it, that, that, seems will, OP. that will be unfun like that will be uh playing it's a blue mage playing against death watch and 40k this is like uh your turn means nothing now like LOL, on a 2+, plus, you just don't score. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. But it is once per game. And you, if, if, if you're going into your turn 8, needing your ball carrier to activate, you just had 8 turns to take this girl out. Uh, so, I, I think it's play-aroundable. Like, we saw Thorson for the Norse team, right? And we were like, oh, the barrel ability. Like, that could be amazing. This is going to be really good. When it got to the pitch, it was just so easy to play around and the same with ivar like an ivar's got five range but this will be once per game it will have a massive effect it will probably allow you to score or stop your opponent from scoring yeah how yeah I, I i think it entirely depends on our cost i think the fact you've got a stone present card and we can assume dodge like it's not a huge skill package on a star but you might be quite cheap, assuming strength three. Um, so, yeah, if, if if she's cheap enough, I think it's probably worth taking because even as you say, to put the stress on your opponent of like, yeah. I need to play around, and like they might have to position in ways they normally wouldn't position, maybe a bit less safe, or maybe just in a way they're not comfortable playing because they're just thinking about well. If they stop me, if they use the ability I've got now, I'm hurry. Yeah, or, yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm running out of time. 
definitely. Now, yeah. I I don't think she'll be cheap. I think she'll be 200. Yeah. Um, And the kind of thought about the cost of that, like, that's basically a spell, right? That's a wizard. That's a College of Life spell. That's kind of probably worth 100k. Like, if there was an inducement that was 100, 150k on a two plus, you bonehead an opponent for a turn. That would be probably the most used spell in the game. Yeah. So, so actually, if she comes in at 200, 210, maybe even more, actually, you're buying a wizard that comes with a strength three dodge guard piece as well. Mm. The problem is getting to that kind of 200, 250 inducement level is a bit rubbish. Um, I don't know if it's for Amazons, though. Amazons can end up taking inducement. Fairly often, right? Because yeah, they well, don't need assuming, anything. Yeah, old Amazons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, players are cheap and they die. So. Yeah. So it could be interesting. Could be a really important star player. Um, now, let's talk about the team, Ben. We, we haven't seen the rules yet. Um, I had a prediction of the timeline of release. So I kind of what we saw from the Norse team was that when they reveal their second star player, pre-order is announced the following weekend. So we could be dropping this podcast on a Friday for our patrons, a Saturday for everybody else. And tomorrow, the Amazons could be like previewed. But I mean, what do you think to the actual, to the team itself? Okay. I think, again, the team is <laughs> superbly sculpted. Um, the proportions are excellent. Um, I think Games Workshop has a bit of a reputation for like modeling females, um, especially like the face. I think they've nailed it here. I think they look really good. Um, some of the best female sculpts Games Workshop have done. Um, the paint job on them is also really awesome. Um, now, <laughs> this is where I might rant a little bit. I don't like I think it's my least favorite team game collection was made, which is a real shame because I was really looking forward to seeing their take on Amazons. And I think that's why I don't like them, because I'm really disappointed. <laughs> and I know that sounds really like entitled. But it's just like, I was expecting so much. I was expecting greatness. There is a team that, like, especially after you see the level of detail that they've made for, like, Warcry Warbands, where they've captured just so much, like, character of where they're from in the team. And it's, like, cohesive across the team, but they all look so unique. That's so missing. Like, these look like really good infantry for an army. Like a battle. But that's not really what you want in like Bloodborne. So, yeah, it's weird. Like, it's 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 all technically fine. Like yeah. you're right. The the sculpts are as classy an Amazon team as I've seen, apart from maybe the black scorpion ones. But that's because they've kind of got like a, a Wonder Woman Amazonian, uh, not Amazonian, but like a Greek kind of vibe. But I really yeah. like it. This is fine. Like the proportions, they look believable. People like. That's excellent. The paint job is is nice. It's fine, but they're missing. It just I don't know. And I, and I think I think you may have called it actually. Like Norse was a great team that had a lot of interesting things to it, and they spiced it up, right? Yeah. The, and then there's Amazons, which no disrespect to Amazon players, it's a tough team to play. Like it's a really good learning team. For, for positioning and for you know it, it's a it's a great team if you're if you're up for the consistency challenge but 
uh, for a, a new player or for a player looking for a new challenge or something like that, there's, there's nothing interesting in the team. It's just like, ah, oh, I can take this team and I can be very disciplined and make it into the same Amazon team as everybody else's, which is four blodge guard and then a whole bunch of line women that get blodge. Uh, yeah. And maybe I take a thrower in a tournament just to take leader. But I don't need it because I'm not throwing because I'm just going to be blodging and guarding everywhere. Well, oh, this was a great opportunity for them to be like, right, okay, and now there's a Croxagore. Or actually, they get this weird frog player because Norse had tons of character, didn't need anything, and they got beer balls. They went hard on the details. Yeah, and hard on the theme. I yeah. ju- we haven't seen the full rules yet, to be fair. But so far, it's like, okay, they've, they've, they've added the blocker. And the blocker's got, like, claws, so it could be a claw player. Uh, uh, and the blitzer may be something different. So there's 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 a possibility here that the team's going to be different. Mm. I, I just... I'm not yeah. as excited about it as I thought I would be. I think that's... Yeah. I think I identified what I feel is missing. And it, it kind of seems obvious if you look at the model, but... Like, it's like they started sculpting the armor and it looks really ornate up at the top and then it kind of just stopped and then, like, the whole lower half is empty. And I feel like it just had, like, matching knee pads to match the shoulders and shoes. Where's the shoe this... pads? Like, Yeah, I just love this so much more. It's just, the, it's just like, the... It's just so, like, unfinished, it feels. Like, it's like... It's like they were going to sculpt more armor. They had the body, like, template... <laughs> And they just said, right, now we've got to ship this team now. It's like yeah. the weekend reveal, whatever. Like, we've got to, got to get this out. And they were just like, oh, fine, be bare feet, which you know, some people might love. Now, we, there's a still a lot of this um, release that we haven't seen. Like, we haven't even seen, like, the ball token. We haven't seen the, the team marker. And we haven't seen uh, the pitch or the spike cover or the third star player. So there's still time for them to surprise us now don't get me wrong if they drop this team there are there is a new positional they've lost the catcher the team is going to be slightly different and that's awesome because that actually does mean that there is going to be some exploration here like we are going to have to try and learn this new team and it's going to bring a great new challenge to play against and to play with and those people who love playing amazons of old hopefully the roster will still be something that they want to play and everyone who's played against amazons hopefully it'll be something different that you'll want to play against um, but they have released another star that we, we have seen before, uh, which was Boa Constrictor Ben. Uh, this, like the Amazon team dropped on the Sunday and we were like, Ooh, they haven't changed a lot. This is interesting. And then boom, next day released this snake man star player, uh, a brand new race sort of like, I think there was a snake man model on a chaos renegade on like a chaos team and that, that. snake men have, have been around, but not really included in Blood Bowl, in a lot of living memory, to be fair. Um, Before I existed, I think. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. I think I I might be like a few months older than Blood Bowl. That's about it. Um, (laughs) But I love the snake character, and I love the fact that Fanath already got a model out. Like, what's your... (laughs) And it's an STL model as well, which I thought was awesome. Um, What do you reckon to Boa? I think Boa's really cool. Right, okay, so this is, and I, I don't know if it's, it helps that body is a snake, but it's already like a visually more interesting, like below. But like, I, I just feel like this is, this is what it was kind of lacking, wasn't it? And I like that 
that. And like, even like adding the feathers and stuff like that. Anyway, I'll talk more. I, th I think this is, yeah, I actually really, really like this model. Um, I, he's, I want more of these. I want more snake people. I know like Dwarves can have them, want, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, I want a snake man team now because this there is just... a secret team for snake man team. There is a secret team for okay. snake man team. And we did say we were going to start hitting up the Fumble special like Secret League soon. Um, yeah. I, I love this. I love seeing races underrepresented. So I loved it when they brought the Zote back. Uh, I loved it in... Um, Cursed City 40k, where they brought the Amble back. Like, yeah, it's just so cool when they just dip into the lore and kind of explore bits. Like, mm -hmm. and there's a lot that they they're kind of doing that in bits and pieces with Blood Bowl at the moment, and I think it's amazing because it's it's just like there's so much design space for them to go to. Like, they can drop a Dryad team, they can drop a Slanesh team, a Squig team, a Snake Man team. They can do what they want, and it's so good to see them like splashing out a bit so i i love this the model the games workshop model is it's cool like that looks uh, like yeah. it would be great fun to paint yeah i think this is like just uh sort of like simplest down like this is like it's i feel like the amazon team um oh, your, your audio dropped then uh very little bit oh there. yeah but i probably I spoke quietly as to not offend too many people <laughs> i've probably done too much so far <laughs> no no it's cool right so as for the Amazons, what's your guess on uh, pre-order Sunday? Which which Sunday are they going to announce it? Oh, I think we've got a couple more yet. You reckon we've got a couple more? Yeah, I reckon it's going to be middle. So if they announce it this Sunday on the 31st, that means pre-orders go live on the 6th and the team will come out on the 13th. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, what, was the, what was the Norse? Um, I'm like... It should be. I, I think the Norse, I think we're already a week behind Norse. Oh, wow. Okay. Because of, of the war cry. Um, but I think it was, yeah, because Norse landed. They did the preview. The following Monday, they did a star. The next Monday, they did another star. Then the Sunday, they did the team preview. And then they dropped it. We had a different Monday in between, so we're one Monday behind. So this is why I reckon, and it's funny because I dropped a video on Monday morning being like, I reckon 25th we'll have a star player, and then Sunday the 31st we'll have the pre-order announcement. Monday the 25th, Old Swamp, um, Cruella landed. And then, um, so I don't know, I, I reckon, I reckon they're going to push it. I reckon they're going to just lump it out. But Trips has pointed out that I think the Warcry one is a two-weeker. So uh, yeah, it's a big big yeah. old boy. So. so maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Um it'll be interesting. So mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna say boom, Sunday we're gonna get the preview. We're gonna have a third star player. Uh and we'll find out whether or not they're getting a big guy. And then <laughs> they're not they're not getting a big guy, but I can still hope. I can still hope. Hmm. Right, I think we've covered everything for Blood Bowl News, so we'll take a quick break and be right back. Let's press this button. Okay, so hobby, games, buying, printing, breaking. Ben, I still had COVID on the Saturday. <laughs> Uh, so I missed our Twilight Imperium session. How was it? Oh, dude, it was so good. I love that game so much. 
only the second time I've played, but man, we went all in. <laughs> yeah, you guys had some costumes on the go and everything. Yeah, that's why my hair is a lot shorter because I had to shave half of it to join the Mentat Coalition. Just, um, just for the uh, just yeah, for the playing amazing playing space pirate. I had uh, my uh, jumpsuit, prison jumpsuit for like prison pirates. Um, they're basically the Australia of space, and um, <laughs> had a nice cape and then an eye patch, and yeah, ah. Oh, what a time. What a time. Yeah, we need, like, so yeah, we had five people playing, and four, between four of us, it was like cutthroat at the end. But the last few turns, everyone was just like at each other's throat to win. It was so close. It could have been anyone's game. Um, Simon just sneakily like, stalled out everyone else and then just won at the end. <laughs> just mopped up everything. <laughs> None of us could do anything else and then won. So, yeah, yeah. So Simon absolutely knows how to play. Like, yeah, he's he's a bit of a board game pro. Um, <laughs> uh, so I uh, know I'm, I'm gutted. I love I love like I love chunky games, and I love um, I love anything sci-fi. Stuff. You control a fleet, right? You know, you're exactly. in charge of an exactly. Fleet, like... it, it was perfect. It was perfect, and I got I, got, I missed out. Ooh, wrong keyboard. Running too many keyboards. Uh, yeah, so I was gutted to have missed out on that. Um, mm. But uh, what else have you been playing apart from uh, apart from Ti Four? There's, um, there's your pirate I... costume. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. I I made that shoulder pad from just some spare packaging foam and painted it. <laughs> it's like employing the terrain building into uh, a. So into good. It. It's so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I continued uh, the league. Had another league game. Three games in. Three wins on the go. Still <laughs> in the top, top of the table. Top, the top of the table. Yeah. With Skaven. With Skaven. Um, doing you proud, Ben. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're going really, really well. I really like Skaven. Um, I, I had a game against Stan. So it was a game last night in the league. Third game. Um, I, despite having won a couple of games, I only had 30k on him because I lost a few players. Um and yeah, and uh, but that first half, he received the ball and just completely grinded me down. Um, he kept the ball safe. I ended up having to do a couple of risky two die up blitzes with gutters to try and get the ball off of him. Couldn't do it. He then surfed my my good gutter, my block gutter, and half my team was on the other side of the pitch. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to try and punch you. And so it was just a brawl. Didn't go well for me. He got a one nil after the first <laughs> um, half. And then, because <laughs> he received, I had the last turn eight, and it was a riot. And we, all, we both got a turn back, and the look of despair on his face when that riot came up, because it was just like, right, I'm gutter's technically movement 11, right? <laughs> and <laughs> even though I positioned it quite far back, I got the ball, moved them up, <laughs> and then he tried it, and then just did some gutter nonsense and, and uh, scored. So I was e- equalised in the first half, as you can see. Nothing happened in the first half, and then the second half. <laughs> sure, we'll talk about tall play in a minute. But the second half was um, that was when Skaven came into their own. So even after the battering, and I'd like had loads of players knocked out, um, I got down to like five players, and with those five <laughs> players, I got two more touchdowns. So um, seriously, as long as you play to your outs with Skaven, yeah, it, it, they're never off. The team is never off. As long as you have a gutter runner, yeah, you can do anything. Especially you, if you have a throw with them. Have you got like, have you got four rusted rusted? No, I've got I had two, but I was able to buy one after this game. <laughs> so one got um, taken out missing this game. 
uh, lost. I believe they lost. No, they didn't lose a stat. Someone, I've got a couple that lost that. Miss next game for that dude. Oh yeah, I've just got a um, miss next a... game for one of your blitzers. Yeah, so that's gonna suck having any one blitzer. But the rat ogre pulled his weight. He so took you... out two blood seekers. So you've only got one gutter now on your roster because one missed its game. Uh, I bought another one. Oh, okay. Maybe that's not on there yet. Yeah, it is there. Uh, num- like, number 14. Oh, there's two. There's two gutter runners right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. I so you're, saved you're up... only one gutter away from full lineup. Yeah. And that, that gutter runner got 20 SPP after that game. <laughs> um, the three touchdowns. And uh, I got a stat up, but rolled low. Um, you can't take movement on them anymore. You can't so, um, take movement. No, I know. I was so surprised. I was like, "Oh, to take movement then?" Oh yeah. no, you can't. Um, so I, you know, chose the secondary. Got two heads. So dodge block two heads. Gone is pretty the days nasty. of movement ten sprint sure feet. Yeah, and one turn touchdowns. And I think that's the right move. But I, I don't think people appreciate how much gutter runners got nerfed. Like. Their movement map, still great. <laughs> their passing got nerfed by two, and they are still in the top five players in the game. Like they, absolutely, they, they're just they're just amazing. I absolutely love it. Oh, you've got. Uh, I feel got like they should. Lineman. Yeah, I feel like gutters should lose general access. I think they should be edge only. Getting block on them <laughs> so early is just too easy, and it makes them so so good. Um. Yeah. yeah, but you don't have to build them to have block because there's so many other skills that they... There are, but I feel like as soon as... Like, that guy, as soon one, as he got yeah. block, he's just been a machine. The others, or the other one, just... Sneaky like, it is just what always... happened with Sneaky Year? Did you uh, I random? rolled a random edge. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's <laughs> horrid. I was hoping to get, like, anything. I was, I was going to, like, build him into something. Depending on what the random edge gave, and then they got sneaky good. <laughs> but now he's a movement nine fouling piece. At least you can take dirty player on another general. I don't oh, think I'm good. And he got passing busted. Uh, this guy. That was it. Yeah, he got passing busted. Uh, he's gonna. Yeah, he's probably. This is the... gutter runners are very replaceable as well. Like you end up, yeah. with, you end up with four. Like I am, I am, I've been through this many times. I got several edge five gutter runners in my time and, and when they die like it's fine because you've still got three other gutter runners rostered and to be fair ben you are right as soon as they get one skill up unless it's sneaky git they're really good players <laughs> like <laughs> yeah you take wrestle they're a ball hawk you take sure hands they become like a, an absolute pro runner you give them anything mm-hmm. like that there's a ton of great skills for gutters um, yeah i think i'm gonna go wrestle on the next one yeah. um maybe um <laughs> If I get one, I, I think I might have like a sprint short feet one, just so they could be like super movement. Yeah, and then um, you can use the um, one turn touchdown with Skaven is really easy as well. Yeah. Like, really easy, especially if you've got the Roger, because you've got that frenzy two block, um, two block shove around. But then again, when you've got sprint, I think it's only like one square you need to shove somebody. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got some Laruski on that throw. That, that was, that's never getting used. Oh, that's what? like 10k bloat. Oh, yeah, you did. Um, that uh, was run- random passing. They're all going to oh, be good, except okay. Fumbleruski. Well, he's got um, on the ball, though, as well. Yeah, so I rolled random passing again and got on the ball. Okay. I was so... just hoping for... <laughs> okay, in hindsight, this model, this guy's modelled with a cannon, and I'm just like, why didn't I just get cannon here? Because that's like <laughs> the only time it really makes sense. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, so you spent 20k. Do, do you know what? On the ball is a perfectly acceptable skill to take. Like... Yeah, I think on the ball will be really useful, actually. 
But so. if you'd saved up and taken that at twenty k, you would have had the same team value. So the fact he's just got Thumbleriski for free. Like if you think about it like that, he's paid one more SPP than he would have done normally, and you've got Thumbleriski for free. So Which you're never. <laughs> you I hope I, you don't use it. I, is there okay? Tell me. I know this is a real tangent. Is there a use case for Thumbleriski? I've been trying to think it through. Is there any time you'd actually want to do that? The only time I can think is where's my rule book? If I can't, they I can't got, remember what it does. It's basically you while moving, you can drop the ball in a, in the square and carry <laughs> on, and it doesn't cause a turnover. Um... It's like the only time is if you have like a giant. Or like an, a big guy who happens to get the ball, you don't want him to have the ball. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a it's a running pass that cannot cause a turnover. So if you need to move that thrower up to fill a gap, you drop the ball off behind okay. him. You fill the gap. Okay, fine. You've got to pick up the ball, but you you don't. There's no chance of a turnover. So, yeah, and because you can't move after... Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, so you can go and drop this ball in two Skaven tackle zones and the Rat Ogre's tackle zone and then carry on with your life. So as a time stall, it can work. Um, and if you are down on players, which sounds like is a frequent thing for your team, then actually there may be an opportunity for you to be, right, I'm going to move this up. Rather than hand off to the gutter and then leave myself open, I can run in. Uh, set up a side cage, drop the ball on one square, and then the gutter runner can run through. Maybe mm. it's a stretch. Yeah, there. and then you can assist. Okay, no, that that actually helps. I I was I hadn't really considered about you know using the gut using the thrower as like an assist. Um, yeah, I usually keep him out of harm's way because oh, I value death throws. You're not supposed <laughs> yeah. to do this kind of stuff with throws. This is the interesting yeah. thing about the Amazon team. Like uh, the, the the throwers have got snakes, so. There's like a whole bunch of people going, maybe they'll have Hypnogaze, maybe they'll have Stab, maybe they'll have Prehensile Tail. I'm, I'm one of these people, by the way. I think that they've got a snake model, they're called Python Warrior Throwers, they must have something special. All of those skills, worse than Dumpoff. All of them, that's not fair. I, I actually think Dumpoff is the worst skill in the game, and it's a controversial take. Oh, I but, wanted Dumpoff. I don't care. Stab. <laughs> has a purpose right but all of these skills leave your thrower in base contact which is mm -hmm. bad so uh it's it's like if they end up with a skill that that befits something interesting it's going to be a really interesting balancing point because you're like yeah i've got stab but if i move my thrower up and stab you it's like eldrill when he goes up and hypnogazes somebody i'm going to stand up and hypnogaze if it doesn't work he's about to die and yeah. that's going to be the case. And that's it. With throwers, you don't want them, especially the Skaven thrower. You only need one on the team, and he's just there. And the fact you've got on the ball now, Ben, means that this guy's movement 10 on every time you yeah. receive the ball. Movement 10 with a 2++ plus plus pass, like 13 squares. That's the entire back half. This guy is sorted. There is nowhere that ball will go now. He can't get it in the first turn. And then six squares on a 3++ plus plus to a gutter runner who's catching on a 2+. plus. It's yep, awesome. Pretty good. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. I loved... Uh, what, what did it used to be called on the ball? Kick, kick uh, off return? Kick off return, yeah. And it's also got pass block as well, hasn't it now? So. Yeah, exactly. So when your opponent yeah. does pass, don't forget that your thrower gets an extra three squares of movement for free. Yep. So... Pretty handy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's great. He's got like super on the ball where he can <laughs> put the ball on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. No, wicked. So some some seriously good gaming. Uh, hobby. I actually I haven't really had a chance to do much. Kind of came back to work from holiday, and work has been real busy. Uh, COVID meant me and Tiff were kind of social pariahs for a bit because even though everyone's like vaccinated and it's safe and and stuff like that you don't want to go out you still feel really like bad and actually tiff and i've been quite poorly tiff's still not 100 she's just a bit wiped out uh, like mm-hmm. it's fine uh so not really had a chance to do anything um us recording on the wednesday means that the thursday tiff works late night that's when we normally record i actually get an evening to do something i'll probably do some videos or something um but for me, I haven't really been. Yeah, it's been a bit of a quick turnaround, and not a huge amount's been going on, mate. Anything, anything else exciting for you? Uh, hobby-wise, um, I picked up uh, an Osiark Bone Reaper army yesterday. <laughs> that was yeah. good. Um, I just some someone on Facebook buy and sell was like selling a Bone Reaper army for eighty pounds, and it's like nearly three thousand points. And then when he turned up, he was like, "Oh, I just threw in the faction terrain as well. You can." Have it. Oh my <laughs> god, like, that's okay. amazing! What? what so you I bought, were you in the market for a new Age of Sigmar army, or was this just one? Not of those, really. Like... It's it's something I'm planning on. You know, I've already stripped some of it down, strip, repaint, fell on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, I, it, it, yeah, wanted to give that a try at some point. You know, just sort of selling some stuff. So I just well, thought, why not? I'm good fun. Four thousand points of uh, space undead. Why not get? Well, fantasy they're, they're still right in front of me as well. <laughs> Working on them. That was my hobby update. It's just more Necrons. So. <laughs> always necrons uh absolutely wicked um right yeah so it's the bye week next week isn't it i'm planning to be back at at, uh at club next month and i cannot wait to start binging some blood bowl Mm. uh and then obviously amazon's gonna be out in the next few weeks as well so we're gonna want to get some amazon games in um i mean hopefully your amazon team will have arrived by then ben Hopefully. Um, it just left Bahrain a couple of hours ago. So that's, How many that's teams have you got coming? Five. Oh my god. It's I a five team three. order. I was Thunder. about to take the mic no. out of having three. What did you get then? Uh, I got Amazon's North, old Amazon's and Old North. Um, <laughs> Chaos Dwarf. <laughs> Fortunately, Amazon's come with Valkyries, which you can shove in the North team. Oh, perfect. Apart. perfect. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Amazon's North, Chaos Dwarf, uh, Kislev, so Ban, um, and Kemri. Their Kemri team's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the first one I'm going to paint up. And that's probably <laughs> what I'll run in the next week. Oh man, I love so, that. In the time since you've got that Kickstarter, two of the rosters have changed. I know. Fortunately, looking at them, like Norse yeah. is fine. They've already, you know, you can get beer balls now. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I have them in front of me, so I can get them from there. Oh, perfect. And um, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the Amazon one looks like, uh, yeah. Amazon should be fine. Unless they, like, the team uh, looks as vanilla as anything anyway. So. Well, actually, this is a, this is a good point. I, one last question before we move on to our topics though. Uh, the Amazon team, um, the roster, not the roster, the, 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 the box has got two blitzers, two blockers. Is that going to be it? Or is it going to be a two box team? No, you're like if it's anything like guess. the last one. Come on. I don't think it will. I don't I, think it will. I don't think it will either. Um, I know that, like, because I, I went on a bit of a rampage and was like, yeah, you know, all the recent teams have been one-box teams. Uh, they haven't. Like, Corn, you've got the Corn Gores, the, the, the expansion. But, like, yeah, I kind of thought about Nobility. They've got two, two, two. But 
Yeah, two four two, isn't it? Yeah, um, on on the on the sprues, they've got two 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 two, oh. and you need four bodyguards. Um, and you get four bodyguards. Do you get four bodyguards? Yeah, you get you get one of each type on per sprue. You oh get my. everything in nobility. You just you just end up like needing more linemen. Oh, you're right. You only get four linemen. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So does that mean that Corn is the only team that's been released in Blood Bowl 2020 that's need, that's needed two boxes? Technically, yeah. If you need four fours, yeah. Uh, nobility are good. Black orcs are good. Snotlings, mm. right? You need trolls, but big guys don't count. No. Uh, Norse were good. Norse were yeah, complete with the exception of the big guy. Corn, the corn gores are the only ones, but that's like having four catches. Like that's kind of like a you build towards it, right? I think I'd rather have the extra linemen in a corn team than two more gores. You're, you know, competing for that. Yeah, definitely. Because you need that yeah. flexibility of cost. This is why I really want Amazons to have a big guy, is because then you get that flexibility of, of starting mm-hmm. roster. Because that's so cool in nobility, isn't it? You're like, it's like, right, am I going for bodyguards? Oh, yeah, there's loads Ogre? of ways. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that would be something I'd be really excited to see with Amazons, is if they've got a couple of different rosters. If there's just one, it's kind of like it's just a bit flat. It's like dwarves. Like there's 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 two rosters. Do you know what? There's probably more flexibility in the dwarf roster than there is gonna be. Uh, in the Amazon roster, unless they they change it up a bit, because no, I think so. Yeah, dwarves. At least you can be suboptimal and take a death roller because it's fun and it's something different. But if there's no change in an Amazon roster other than to take all line women and six rerolls, it's just not exciting. And like elves, isn't it? Elves <sighs> for that problem. Yeah, definitely. Yes, exactly. Ah, uh, elves. Anyway, there's some cool teams coming this um, this month. Chorfs from Torchlight and a new. Kid on the block, Ugni are dropping a pretty decent high elf team as well. Ooh, are they? Yes. Take a look at that. Yeah. Um, so that'll be out next week. So we'll have that. Uh, Punga are doing goblins as well. Or I, they're, they're nice. They're night goblin esque. Uh, I do like my torchlight goblin team, but Punga spoiler was for just night goblins. Okay. Well, there's is... a night goblin secret team. That's quite exciting. Dude, I want night goblins in standard blood bowl. Yeah. That's... Everyone loves Night Goblins. They're the best kind they're of just, They're the best kind. Yeah, they're great fun. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, that probably does it for Hobby and Bits and Bobs. So we are going to talk leagues. Okay. So if you like Blood Bowl, you can play a one-off match and it's great fun. Uh, you can go to a tournament and play a bunch of one-off matches with a set roster, and it's really fun. But if you like Blood Bowl, I think it's inarguable that the best way to play is, other than obviously Blood Bowl 7s, is a full-on Blood Bowl league. Right, Ben? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tournaments are great, but a society of a league, ripping in it. Your team develops, your players develop, there are storylines within the league itself. This team's beat this team, this guy dies, mm-hmm. I'm having a miserable time, this guy's stopped going. You know, there's, 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 there's an element to it. I think a big part of it is the, is the time. Like, things need to exist for a period of time to actually matter. So I am jazzed because the NFL is coming back, right? Which means that for four months five months actually there's this thing that exists and actually if you think about how 
quick like FOMO is now then. It could be like, oh my god, there's this new release coming. And then before the release has even dropped, you're on to the next thing that hasn't been released yet. And it, it kind of like life moves on. But when you've got like a Blood Bowl League or something that takes place over the course of months, if you aren't there that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's gonna be there Friday. Like it's gonna be there Saturday. And if you can't make it to club night, you're gonna be able to a couple of days later catch up with the guys. And mm-hmm. be like, what happened? You're going to be able to use something like Google Sheets or Torplay to be able to look at the standing when you're ready. And it's that ever-present bit, I think, that slower, more full-encompassing thing about a league that makes it just something really special. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, yeah, this is just... We, we've talked about it before, like the game outside the game, right? Yeah. Where you, you just get that with a league you like it, I, one of my favorite times is always like yeah after a blood bowl night has happened and then everyone's yeah like you say catching up with each other being like how was your game what happened there oh you lost like that guy like lost my rat ogre that was great fun to tell everyone like <laughs> <laughs> so jazz about his rat ogre i painted up and then he dies in the first like half yeah and yeah no it's just it, it it's the stories the stories it, it is it is but um, so we thought we'd, we'd spend a little bit of time because we wanted to talk through tour play. So we'll do that in a minute. And like we kind of said at the beginning of the episode, we've got this little blip of calm space where we can talk about evergreen topics. And league is probably the most evergreen of topics. So we're going to talk through just a few things to consider if you're going to be joining a league or running a league. Um, just kind of we're going to have a casual, chill conversation and just talk through what's been what's gone well, what's not gone well, what we think is pretty important. So, I mean, we've got some show notes there, Ben, but, but straight away, off the top of your head, what's, what's the most important thing to start with when you're kind of starting a league? Do, do you reckon? Players? Yeah. Actually, that's a really... That, yeah, we haven't even got that one on the list, actually. We kind of assumed we've got players, but no, no, you, you're bang on. You need to test to see if there's a market for it. So we've restarted wobble after a little bit of a hiatus uh my goal was to start it and then obviously the whole hospital thing happened so ian carried on but you know we 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 spent a month beforehand being like hey you know this is what we're thinking for the league who's in and actually garner some interest garner some questions and i think you have to have like a four-week lead time to let people know that their league is coming uh so that you can get players who are interested um and and that kind of falls into the 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 first bullet point i put on there which is about timeline which is like publicizing it ahead of time so that people know when it's starting and how long it's going to go on for. Because league length, Ben, can be one of the most impactful things for Blood Bowl, can't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, real-life commitments and things like that. Like not like asking people to play every week is sometimes actually quite a big ask. Um, that's quite a commitment that people have to take out of their lives. Yeah. So, I agree, and that's and that's for like for you and me, like you know, let's be fair. In the world of responsibilities and commitments, right now, we're pretty you're pretty uh, easy going. I think there's a reason why we can do the podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to run out and get a child every day. But, but I still can't make league week every single week. Uh, you know, I've got jobs, I've got family, I've got things crop up. So we have a we have this kind of open format in Wobble where. And we've limited the amount of games per month as well. 
Um, but the first thing you need to do is get your players, like Ben said. And the second thing you need to do is determine a start and a stop date because that will help gauge how many weeks and how many games you're likely to get in. Um, I mean, what, what do you think the shortest amount of games for a, a league would be, Ben? Shorter? Yeah, the, the smallest amount of games for a league. Probably six, I reckon. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Like, you can do a mini league at four, but that's really... Yeah. You, you're not going to be developing your team in any way, shape, or form. At four before playoffs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the small... I think six is... Six is a short league, right? Yeah. Um, eight is still quite short, but it it becomes a bit long. And that, that kind of goes back into the thing about how many games you can play a month. Well... One thing we found in our leagues previously is that there are some people who are lucky and can go and play four games a month. And there are some people that can only go every other week. And actually, if you come and you're on game three and your opponent's on game six or seven, it's uh, <coughs> the skills and stuff can be a bit stretched. And also, if you've got a game, like a number of games cap on your league, then actually it can mean that by... by you know, by month three, if you've only got three or four games in, everyone else may have completed their six, and you're kind mm -hmm. of knackered. So we put this uh, this rule in this one, which is two games a month max. You can run two teams and come every week, no problem at all. But to kind of keep it more accessible for for drop ins, drop outs, actually, it slows it down. And we've set like a four week, a four month timetable on it. So that's realistically everyone's going to be able to get six to eight games in by turning up every other week. Yeah, I, I feel like that's way more accessible, don't you? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, like, uh, um, I remember like even like coming to the first league, and you know, you, you bring a fresh team against, like you say, like a fully skilled up fourth team that's on like fifteen hundred TB, and you're just like, well, what can I do? Yeah, and it can be quite really off putting. So yeah, it's good to have this cap, and a encourages people to play more teams. Like I, I've maxed out my games this month. I'm gonna going bring another team in if i really want to play more games um so yeah i, I think it helps with kind of like this um you just bought another game system army right that means that actually if you've got four club nights a month you skip one because you've got family you play two blood bowl games and then you play another game of something something different or you bring a different team or you know you play a game of age of sigma on week three and you're not tight like you're not tied down now, if you are in a place where everybody loves Blood Bowl and every single week is a Blood Bowl game, then that's just that's just the absolute flipping dream. But actually, I think in a four-week period, one day to play a different game, one day to stay at home and earn points with the other half, two games to keep up with the league. And if you're not there, there's, like like you said, then that game outside of the game um, where you can talk about what happened. And this is why we're going to talk about tour play in a second. Because actually, it's a really cool way of doing it. But but that's that's what your timeline is. That's what's so important about your league is agree with your players how many games, agree the cap, agree when your playoffs are going to be, agree how the playoffs are going to be, and then I think at the beginning of a league, it's always worth discussing uh, redrafting as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on the redrafting process, Ben? I, I think it's pretty elegant. Um, I was trying to Ian, who's maintaining our tour play um for this league um i was trying to him and he, he said it's really it's really grown on him um it's not really punishing on the players who want to take it but kind of fair on 
few players. Like I remember there was there was there's always been some issues with redrafting um in the past where people can just like you know, it's hard to strike that it's hard to strike that balance between people keeping their team that they've kind of just developed, especially if it was a short league before. You haven't really got a chance to play with them. Getting a balance between, you know, using the stuff and not obliterating everyone else. So I think this has been done really well. We've got this underworld team who's a redrafted team, and it seems to be fair. Um, quite a scary gutter, but so do I. Yeah, they're at like 1150 or 1200 or something. Because the, the, most, the most important thing about Blood Bowl is that you can retain what you've got. But actually, the current redrafting rules are really good at, at kind of allowing it to still be competitive. Um, mm -hmm. But your mileage will absolutely vary and your climate will absolutely vary. I know that Milton on the Isle of Wight, like, there's some teams there that have been being played since before colour televisions, like, and they've got all the stats. And it's, it's like, actually, you know what? If I've been playing you know, a D and D campaign for five years and then someone was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna start a new campaign and all your characters die. That's that's harsh. And yeah. actually the same is true of Blood Bowl to an extent. But I mean, in the in the time in the before times then, like I had a awesome Skaven team. Um and in season two or three I would have been gutted to lose it. But by season four, you're kind of like, you know what, it's fine. Like I've had my shot. I've had my 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 cycle and the, the 2020 reset was a really good opportunity for all those big bad teams to kind of be be retconned yeah it's almost like with spider-man like you go through <laughs> the first three movies and then all of a sudden there's a new cast um and it works really well so yes get your players <laughs> in the case of spider-man <laughs> uh yeah I, I i like the most recent spider-man best of oh uh you're fighting against Tobey Maguire there um, I've got this plant behind me. Hang on, it's got to be the other side. I, I can't see it. I've got a spider plant behind me named Toby, <laughs> named after. Spider so I'll have you know. But we can agree that the second Spider-Man was the creepiest, weirdest one. Like, oh, I yeah, love, Andrew I love Emma Stone, but that was just, that yeah, was just weird. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like salad fingers was a superhero. It was that, <laughs> <laughs> it was that level of uncomfortable. But... The lip licking and things like yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. strange. Um, so yeah, timeline, players, frequency, how often you're meeting up, whether you're going to allow people to play at home, uh, play differently. I mean, um, we have wobble players from what, from pool, and you're in Whiteley, like on the way to you know Fair and Portsmouth, mm -hmm. and Sam's from you know uh, Shirley and stuff. So actually, there's a lot of people that travel <laughs> half an hour. Um, Good and, day. Yeah. But like, you need to agree whether or not you're allowing people to play outside of club. So you and Sam yeah. yesterday, because actually yeah. you live closer than club to each other. Yeah, made sense for you to actually just chill out and play a game there, right? Yeah, it was great. Rocked out the board game table, stuck on the mood lighting. It was very sunny, so we put on orange. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. it's fantastic. I had a great time. And I'm hoping to be able to pick up a, a game against Trips in Entoyment. I can just go over there because he lives near Entoyment. And, you know, we can go play right. a league game there. And and having all that stuff is really important. But I guess the next thing is, like, discussing whether or not you're going to have a fixed timetable or an open timetable. Now, Ben, you kind of touched on a fixed timetable and some of the challenges in that one. I want to mm. open up a bit about fixed, like, matches and stuff. Uh okay, full disclosure, if this is in show notes, I don't have them. 
<laughs> there's, there's one show notes document. It's got all the oh, episodes in. Oh, it's a living document now. Yeah. That's why like, I'm just like here trying to wing a script. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been live since episode 91. It's 97 now. Dude, that's why you never send them to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there, like every week just being just like, what was I supposed to say on the <laughs> All right, that's my bad. I explain a lot. No, 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 no. Uh, but we're talking about like like fixed. This is how we started at Wobble. It was a case of, but then we only had like six players. So it was like round robin. You know, this is the schedule. Week two, you're playing James. Week three, you're playing Ben. Week four, you're playing Craig. Uh, and I, I feel like with smaller player, smaller player counts, that's fine. Um, but when you've got a bigger amount of players, they recommend that you, you know, if you want to do a round robin, you split into divisions. And I mean, I love that kind of stuff because it's like we 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 did divisions for a, for a one season in Wobble. It was really interesting, but it's not really necessary. We've moved to an open match, which is Ian will post up on a Monday, like here he's coming to club on Tuesday, and you post up saying I'm coming to club, and then Ian will just randomise the the matches using Torplay. So actually, like it's awesome. So if you can't make it then it's fine. It's not like, oh, I've got to play Ben this week, so and I'm not going to make it, which means we need to reschedule. Like That's absolutely fine. And if you're invested at a level, then it's okay. But I feel like when it comes to, to player bases, Ben, like when it's small, it's okay. But when you hit that middle zone of like 7 to 17, it, it becomes almost impossible to line up matches. Yeah. <laughs> It, it really does. It's hard to do it fair as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because if your opponent can't, like, if, you know, we can't go on week three, well, what do you do? Like, do you shuffle all the matches around? Do you just, like, James can't play a game that, that day? Like, oh, that, I'm sorry, you just, your, your coach hasn't come up. Even though you can come on that Tuesday and we could probably sort a match out, we're going to say no and you're going to have to find another night to play. It just, it just, it doesn't fit with us at Wobble because we are kind of quite relaxed. But actually, if you're going into a league or a D&D campaign or whatever, or Arkham Horror, then actually you've got a set night, then actually it's perfectly manageable. But it's just yeah. about either you as, a, as the commissioner saying to the guys, right, what is it we want to do? Or if you're starting a new league, publicizing clearly what you're going to do so that players can opt in and out, but just mm -hmm. be super aware that real life happens like i was super excited to come to club on tuesday drafted a new team because i was like yeah actually i'm gonna play black orcs this is gonna be wicked and then all hell broke loose at work um and i was just like i i can go to club but i'm gonna be so stressed about work that i'm gonna not really gonna enjoy it yeah well it was just like i'm gonna have to work after i've played blood bowl means i'm going to be doing eight in the morning till 11 at night and i was like from a well-being point of view i think it's best to actually i skip blood bowl for a night <coughs> because that's what you have to do like if you want to maintain wellness uh well-being or whatever you, you've kind of got to balance what is really important and sometimes you're gonna to have to skip a night of blood bowl and if you've got 20 something we've got like 26 teams in our league yeah that's pretty probably going to have two to three coaches that are going to have something come up every week because that's just what happens in life. Um, so, yeah, you can have an open thing. You can set a, a fixed schedule or you can do the kind of halfway house, which is um, which I think is what Entoyment did then, where we kind of go, you have to play everybody once 
do it in any order. Book your own games. Have your games. Like you've got ten weeks. There's six players. So each of you sort of match against each other within the next ten weeks. Go. I mean, what do you think about that mechanic? I think that that's pretty cool. However, without kind of like the restriction of like this, like a club night or you know three games per month, you're gonna have some people who just blitz through all of that, like really quickly, and then be like, now, and have to wait for everyone to catch up, or you know wait till playoffs, or. Have to get another team, at which point you're sort of shortening the pool because there's going to be some people who don't play through teams, and then it's eventually, I just feel like spreading it out kind of keeps the league kind of moving consistently. Yeah, it's fun to watch it grow. Like here, sure, we've got some, you know, some teams have three games, some teams have one, but it's not going to get much more different than this. And so the standings are kind of open to change. Otherwise, if you have someone who's like, you know, they played seven games here, they're yeah. going to be at the top most likely or likely to be at the top and then they're not really moving yeah and i don't think that's very interesting they stop for two months yeah exactly Hmm. yeah Yeah. i actually quite like the way we're doing it and it means that actually me who i love blood bowl but actually i've been too poorly to come to club actually i'm you know i've missed the first month of the league um i'm only three games behind you like and that's fine i can book a a, a free game and then go to club twice and i'm only i'm only going to be a game and a half behind and that's, that means I can play catch up and it's actually going to be all right. So I, I love that as well. The next bit we've got is rule set. Um, a good thing about Blood Bowl is that it's all in the book. But other than like the actual physical rules, Ben, what kind of boundaries, what kind of things do you think would be important to talk about going into a league? Um, I think uh, inducement restrictions are kind yeah. of... That's a good thing. Um, there are a lot of leagues who like don't use wizards and things. Um, there's Terrible some teams, there's some leagues, <laughs> there's some leagues which don't. Um, you might ban certain stars, and it just might change how you like. You know, if if you're just like, oh, I'm really excited to run my goblin team with all the stars, and then just like actually you can't use them or whatever, you yeah. might change what you do. Um, so I think it's good to address it front. I think, um, yeah, inducements is is exactly what I was thinking mercenaries are probably the only thing that uh, need to be controlled one way or another. Actually, it might be that your league is well up for mercenaries. In my opinion, everything else that they've released is fine. Whether you are using the cards, whether you're using inducements from Death Zone or Giants or Pitches or whatever, everything is fine. But mercenaries, I think, are probably the only thing that can be gamed pretty hard. Yeah, that can be like I remember when we touched on that, it was like, wow, you can just win a game with dudes. Yeah. They're very cheap. That becomes a little bit um a little mm. bit of constructive magic the gathering. And that while I love it, I and I think for a one day event would be really fun. Or like a three week period would be really, yeah. really fun. But not like, hey, I'm a newish player, I'm rocking up, uh, I've got my spike, I've got this, and then you've just mastercrafted a bombardier on your team and like what what is this where is this why is this how is this um it's put that's literally the only thing in our league that we're not allowing access to everything yeah, else I, that's legal fill your boots i did take the side bet which i've actually like since I, I like i looked into it after using it just to like you know and when i was like looking into it to take um i, I think that one caused a bit of a uh, controversy and i don't think we really touched on it much when we covered death zone i don't think we really did 
it got FAQ'd, which is good, because before I saw the FAQ, I didn't realize it had been FAQ'd, but fortunately, Torplay, um, a great feature of Torplay is that it includes all the FAQ stuff, and it didn't let me do it, which is, like, as in, like, it just, I actually put in, I thought I could use Petty Cash for the side bet, which is really strong. Yeah, um, Torplay actually just took it out of my treasury, which I didn't even realize. So <laughs> thankfully, I won it, <laughs> because I would have just made myself so poor. Um, because I put all my money. <laughs> uh, so the side yeah. bet, you can put your treasury money in, uh, yeah. and if you win... Up to 100k. Up to 100k. If you win the match, you double it. Otherwise, the money just goes away. Right. Yeah, which yeah. is an interesting catch-up catch mechanic. Um, the problem I think we're going to have with that is that if you get... And this is the difficult thing, because like, if you have got a young league, actually, there's not... Like teams are pretty close. Like if until you kind of get maybe eight to ten games difference in your team, you're okay. But by kind of eight to twelve, there are going to be some orc teams, some dwarf teams, some undead teams that don't have anything to buy, so they're just going to chuck side bets on. I think farm cash. Yeah, I think a good house rule um, is you can only take it if you're the underdog. Yeah, I, I actually yeah, I think that's a really good way of doing it. Yeah, because otherwise, like you say, it, it was great for catch up. Like game one, I lost yeah. my Rathoga. It enabled me to buy another one and get after game two because I just got a load of money. Um, and but yeah, I like I could just now take it every game and probably get loads and loads and loads of money and buy like all my good players like straight away. So do you think? Uh, I think that's quite strong. Do you think it would almost be better if it was um, inducement only then? No, because I feel there's no reason not to get. Gotcha. Because you don't lose anything, right? If you have like you know. 30k inside of the, the mascot, or you can like get 60k in the bank. Oh, that's fair. Which is just like stupid strong. So yeah. it, I, I think treasury only, <laughs> it, like if you read Death Zone Rules as written, you can use petty cash. There's nothing to say that comes out your treasury. Oh, but that's why it's FAQ. Yeah, FAQ is, is true. Yeah. Um, that makes yeah. sense. It does make a lot of sense. I've, I've forgotten about that one. Uh, mm. But you know, but that's it. Like, have a rule set. Have discuss what's available, what's not available, what teams are available. Maybe you don't want yeah. a slam team. Maybe you don't want teams of legend, um, because no one can go and buy it. Like, personally, have them all in. It's fine. Maybe you want to add some um, some secret teams. Could not recommend that enough. Um, <laughs> like, it's just outrageously fun. You know, uh, whether you're going to have, um, we used to have underdog bonuses in the old leagues, didn't we? Where if yeah. your team was 250k less or something, you got a free MVP at the end of the game because actually yeah. promising young talent. It was a good way of being like, ooh, I'm down 250k here. Like, this is going to be tough. Uh, but at least I get an extra MVP at the end of it. Like, yeah, no, I think that's a, uh, anything to catch up is always good. Yeah. Um, you can really fall behind far in Liga. So. However, I do think the inducements in this edition are a lot better. Yeah. Um, so, but that's mostly because Hack Flem and Griff just can win a game. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and I know you and I need to talk about this at some point about whether whether it's whether winning is necessarily worth it for the first half of the league. Because actually, there's going to be a lot of opportunities where it might just be like, yeah, I could try and score, or I can just throw the ball around the backfield and farm blocks to get SPP to build my team up. Um, because the way this system works, you get 10k for a touchdown. You don't get any more or less money for winning now. Mm. So it's kind of like, 
for team development, I don't mind losing the game if I get more SPP uh, on my players from doing this and that. It's an interesting one. I think we'll see a lot of that when BB3 lands. Yeah, it is intriguing. I, I do think the 10k helped in terms of scoring touchdowns. Like, no, as sorry, 10k helped. What, what does that sentence mean? Oh, no, no. Was there a 10, I think the 10k helps in terms of scoring touchdowns. Does that help? <laughs> I, 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 I doesn't make any sense. Um, oh, I'm so scatterbrained today. Yeah, so I think the touchdown 10k is a really good incentive. Um, I know when I was looking to get more money, I really, really wanted touchdowns. So I was very incentivized to, 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 to score scoring. More. Uh, the, you know, with the getting your winnings just from the fans, that's all my roles, like all three games, has been three or lower um, and dedicated fans. So the money's been really like, like rip feeding in. Yeah. Um, I, I do like this new cash system in 2020. Like, I, 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 really, I really didn't enjoy it in the last edition where it was like, oh, well, I had a brutal game and I've rolled a one for my money. Yes. Like it, yeah. you know, it was not um, not the best. In fact, that was another one that we house ruled uh, in maybe the third or fourth league because we were like, what do we change on that? It was um, it was a, a average between the two players. Oh, okay. To, to stop this from happening, basically, um, yeah. and it worked out brilliantly. So yeah, talk about where you're playing, when you're playing, what kind of schedule you've got, what house rules you're using, what uh, adjustments or game limits you're using. Talk about what your playoff schedule is going to be like. So we invariably say uh, you can play up to six or eight games by this point, and then top four teams uh, will go through to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That's kind of just how we do things. And then actually over that month period, everyone's kind of like, oh, league's over. I'll start brewing up some friendlies. Or I'll play a different game. I'll stay home or, or whatever. And actually, it, it's always kind of nice to have that little end of season few weeks of, of, of peace. Um, it's quite useful while people play for the cup. Like it's really, it's really interesting. And the last thing to touch on, which will lead us into the next segment, is how are you going to manage your league? And um, I mean, what did we use for the last few seasons, Ben? We've used an awesome sheet. We used Google Sheets, but Excel and other stuff. I think there was a <laughs> OBBBBBLM that was yep. like. I don't know if that's been updated. I just gave Milton a seizure. I think that was yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had a horrible time trying to fix it. <laughs> um, do you know what? There's nothing wrong with just using paper rosters, though. For smaller leagues, that's absolutely fine. If it's just you and like three, four other friends, then actually each of you just having a paper roster, no problem at all. But when you get to the realm of sort of fifteen plus coaches, then having something online is definitely the way to go. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like Ben said, there's Google Sheets out there, or there is tour play, which someone suggested to us, and uh, we were like, right, well, actually, let's let's start our new season. So before we take a quick break and then come back to talk all about tour play, Ben, is there anything else you would want to consider or or kind of highlight about running and joining a league? Um, probably probably not. I think that covers it. I think there's a little a little bit maybe in management, um, which doesn't really cover in tour play, and that is um. Are you going to have like prizes and things for a league? Because like some leagues might have like prizes at the end. That's something you might want to consider if you are running one. Oh my um, god! And actually, the rules of the prizes for the the team league, like in in game rules as well, like in game prizes. Like, will your team earn money? Will your team earn what are the chests? Because there's rules in stuff, isn't there? Is that? 
yeah, I think there's actual like rules for winning certain cups and things. Oh wow, okay. But oh. uh, people don't normally use them because it's a really, yeah. I didn't realize this was a thing. It's a really awkward um, thing. Like winning a league is kind of like, well, you won the league, you won more games, you therefore have got more money and more SPP. Do we really want to give you anything else? Definitely something you should talk about. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's um, in some of the spikes as well. There's like, uh, if you win the Frozen Cup, you get this. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like glittering. Oh, there's glittering prizes. First, second, third place. <laughs> and then yeah, the the ice bowl has got it here as well. Um, many glorious prizes. Uh, as usual, the team that finishes first, second, and third receive gold pieces. The Ice Bowl Chalice. In addition to their cash prize, the winner gets the Ice Bowl Chalice. Um, the team that holds the Ice Bowl Chalice gains the following ability at the start of each game. At the start of each game, roll a d6. On a 4+, plus, your team gets an extra re-roll for the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, you might want to consider using those. Um, I think another thing as well, one more thing on the management is... Um, it's definitely something we've talked about before with Wobble. It's like having like a pool of stars. Like if people might not necessarily have a star player for their team, yeah. maybe your league could have like a kind of communal selection of star players. That because it's always handy when you have like just enough cash to buy you a certain star that you might not have, and know that you can rock up. Easily. Yeah, that's that's massive. Inducements is something that we need to take a bit of a deep dive into. Uh, we mm -hmm. started the other week um, because actually. Knowing what's available to you is really important. And if you rock up to a league and you don't know who you're playing, so what we the way we do it at Wobble is really good. Like Ian's done a superb job of this. He puts a post on Facebook saying who's able to come, you know, who fancies who's coming on Tuesday. He'll then run the round in the morning or the night before or something, and then everyone can see their team value so they can start planning what your inducements are. Yeah. But if you rock up and the the game's changed because actually you were due to play James and I was due to play you, but James can't make it. So actually, then the other person can't make it. So you end up changing opponents. You've got to be Johnny on the spot with inducements. And yeah, having, um, having like being there and being like, ah, oh, right, okay, I can actually afford Griff now. Having uh, access to models that represent star players as a league, really useful. Because like, yeah, yeah. no worries, mate. Here, use this guy. This is Griff. You can borrow my Griff. Like, no worries. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it becomes that balance is there because if you rock up to a club night you've got inducements to take a star but you've got no star players or you don't know what star players you can even take actually yeah. you kind of see that at the beginning of, of of leagues with new players we used to in the old edition anyway it was a case of like oh i've got 370 to k like k to take I, I guess i'll just take a wizard and a, or i'll just take a halfling master chef and a keg and it's like oh come on dude that's like two hack lems like <laughs> there's there's more you can do but until you've got that accessibility um yeah that's an excellent point bt excellent point but we will move on to talk lane Okay, so we've talked about leagues. We've talked about some of the things you want to consider when you're joining a league or um, starting a league, to be honest with you. And I love spreadsheets. Like Google Spreadsheets, 
it's weird it's technically not as good as excel but the way that it intermeshes is amazing and you can do some great stuff but then i saw a lot of game posts in like random places like whether it was on twitter or facebook or something of the tour play and it visually looks really good and i'm like okay that's interesting then one of our coaches was like we should look at running our league on tour play like so we did so bt what is tour play uh it's really cool league management system which does everything you probably wanted to do and more like i i don't think we know who made do we it's just the the, the 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 people who make tour play make tour play yeah it's like it it's phenomenal it's um and <laughs> If you if you are listening to this and you made tour play, reach out. It'd be awesome to have a chat about it. Because <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a really good league management system that will log all your games, um, all your you know awards and things like that in real time. And importantly, it also logs your games in real time. So when once you've been, once you've paired up and um, your league has, like said, you're playing this person, you're playing this person, um, which you can do manually as well. Ian's been doing some games manually. It's not all automatic. Yep. Um, you both hit start, and it runs through everything automatically. It'll roll your weather for you. It will show up. It will roll your fans for you. They show up. You then like do your, you want inducements? Pick your inducements or skip. Do you want inducements? It will give you a list of your available inducements. Um, just hit the ones you want. comes up automatically, and then you just good to go. You don't have to click like next turn. It doesn't track it by turn. It tracks things by time. Yeah, which so it starts like ticking a clock. Yeah, but I think that's great because having to hit every end turn yeah. every time would be annoying, yeah. and then you'd miss it, and things would go wrong. Um, then when something happens in the game, let's say I inflict a casualty on Ben, um, I would log the player that did a casualty and that he was injured. He would log an injury on his player, and it will roll the injury for you, buy anything for you. So it's like, you know, you. Roll a fourteen, and you can also you can do this in the app, or you can roll dice and then input the result. You can do either one, so you're not you know bound to playing on an app, which some people would rather not do. Um, and it just logs it all, and it's awesome because if you're not at club, like going on back onto like the game outside the game we were talking about yeah, earlier, if you're not huge. at club, you can see all these games with a little like in progress like banner coming along, like a live sports map, <laughs> like an actual live fixture, and this thing go, this thing just pops up. Like this timeline at the top, Ben scrolls up second. You can that see. timeline starts developing in real time, and it's really cool. And when I was in Italy, I checked in on the Tuesday to see what the games were. Um, we're out, we're out at dinner, and I was like, oh, I want to see what's going on at league. And I could just jump on to tour play, go to our league, go to fixtures, and see who was playing, and click on yeah. the game and see what was going on and see where the scores were and that's just an absolute dream like yeah i was i was i mean we've talked about this but like i was missing my blood bowl fix when i was on holiday awesome love my wife wonderful holiday but also kind of like oh that saturday when you guys were at the tournament i have i have i haven't experienced that much fomo in in probably forever <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I, I like, I want to know what's happening. Like, who's winning? Like, it's one of the most exciting things about a tournament or a league is like, who's winning? What's the score? What's the story that's developing? The cool thing here is, you just log on to your league or anybody else's league. You go into a game, you can see what's happening, and then you can see what's happened. And yeah. it's super impressive. Now, Ben, for playing the game, um, is it 
is it easy to forget to add stats? Is it easy to add like casualties and things as you're going along? <laughs> it's incredibly easy. I would say it it can be easy to forget. I think you get very used to it. Um, I it hasn't happened for me. I think it's happened for some people, and eventually, and then they just log it at the end. Um, so it's not not too bad. I think. I, I I think if you're using it, you kind of want to because it's really fun to track it, and like you kind of remember for your own benefit because it's really fun to go back and remember. Um, it also is really handy to log things that, you know, you might forget. Oh, who inflicted that casualty? If you didn't like, if you weren't, you know, actively <laughs> tracking it, you might. It kind of gives you an incentive to remember. Yeah, Does that makes any sense. Well, this is something like, that we we ended up like. This is this is something that's really difficult in every league. Is how you're going to report your stats, how you're going to report what happens, because we've all been there. And it's like at the end of the game, I mean, for goodness' sake, Ben, we we filmed like I don't know, twenty games for the Bonehead Championship. How many times are we like, um, who did that casualty? Like, who did yeah. that? And fortunately, we had a camera, so we could kind of go back yeah. and check. But otherwise, in the league, you're like, oh, I think it was this guy. It's like, oh, okay, fine. Like, like you said, having that incentive to log it while you're playing is awesome the fact you don't have to and you can chuck it on afterwards gives you that liberate that lib like that freedom is the word yeah. to to do it one way or another so if you are not necessarily tech adverse if you just like want to focus on the game like you can focus on the game write it on your spot on your sheet like you normally would and then at the end of the game chuck it all on i mean ben does it work all right on the phone oh yeah so it's it's like i feel like it's built for first and foremost for mobile that so, like it works really awesome on mobile um because it's designed you know you you log it at the game you're not going to have a laptop with you <laughs> unless you're ben and um I was say absurd yeah absolutely absurd <laughs> so yeah just having your phone on there is great and uh, you can it's not like an app you don't have to have it on because it's all run server side you can close your phone you can close your browser it will still run you can leave the, you know leave the you go to a different page look up results go back they're going to be there so it's not logged on your phone it's logged on so, it's so, so i think cool. The best way to describe it is it it's it's fumble for the tabletop. Like fumble yeah. does a great job of logging your stats, logging your SPPs, telling you what you can take, what you can't take, reminding you the rules at the beginning of the game. Like and fumble's awesome for that, and then you play the game on fumble. But this is this is I'm I'm saying it's fumble because they've used the the sprites from fumble for all the player characters. So it looks the same. <laughs> But actually, it's everything you want from a league management system. The players can log on. They can see their own stuff. As a player, you create an account and you create a team. So there is a bit of a threshold there. But actually, that's how you do it. Like, But it, it, it helps you. It tells you what you can and can't buy. So instead of going onto a spreadsheet and trying to figure it out yourself or sending a, a, a handwritten note to your league commissioner, you log on, you adjust your account, and it's really intuitive to be like, oh, I'm going to buy this skill, I'm going to take a random, and you can do that. You know, you yeah. can go to game night, you can come home, you can chill out, have a cup of tea, and then quarter to 12, you're like, oh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to see what level ups I can take on my guy. You don't have to be at club, and it's controlled, and it's commissioner related. Exactly. So, yeah, like that's, that's a key thing, is like you you can't fudge it. Like... <laughs> I rolled, I rolled Fumbleruski at random on my thrower. <laughs> Had I been at home and I rolled that, I'd have ignored the dice. <laughs> yeah, we, we never, we would not allow people to roll for randoms unless they were at club. Like, exactly, because yeah. not that you know, you're not saying you're going to cheat, but actually, 
it uh, just yeah, no, seems it... fairer, right? And actually, the yeah, fact, exactly. The fact that this takes it, logs it, presents it, I can log on and see what skills you've got, your guys. It, it's a really cool system. Um, yeah. Are there any downsides that you've come across? I, I was thinking about this before we recorded, and honestly, I don't think so. I, I, I think it's genuinely flawless. It isn't free, and I think it's worth mentioning that. There is a small a small cost. I can't remember if it's 10 euros or 20 euros a month. I think I paid 20 euros so that we can have 20 plus teams or something. But if, if, if you think about it, it's a euro per player per month or something like that. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Like If it's a split league cost, which I would be more than happy to contribute, Ben, um, no, Ian, then... Ian re-upped for me because I didn't realise that uh, what I'd paid had run out. Like, oh, okay. Uh, so Ian re-upped. But he, he sort of said, "Look, well, I'll just take it out of the because we pay to play at the club." Uh, just a, yeah, a that's donation. a good idea. Um, yeah. So actually, if everyone goes three times a a, a month, then it's going to be like seven, eight pounds. And actually, if one of those pounds needs to go and paying for the league. Then actually, this level of accessibility is worth it. Yeah. I, it's it's huge. It, it saves you a lot of um. If you think of how long, or at least how much effort the, the labor is into putting into like spreadsheet management and things like that, having yeah. this do it for you this is, is this is yeah, it gives you a lot of time back. Absolutely worth it. I the graphics. I like just just the fact that it has got. You choose your color for your team, and then you 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 can add a logo if you want. You don't have to have a logo, but. It just graphically represents oh. things in a way that okay. looks really nice. And if you go to, um, so if you go to our league homepage, which I will link in below because you can log on and check out our league because you might as well. You've got a news bit at the front of your league that says recent events, so I can see that Arzor Ironar, the Bloodseeker, got blocked at Sixteen Castle. So that's Sam. So sat Sam three hours ago, logged on and gave his Bloodseeker block. Uh, Anonymous, the Dark Elf lineman, took block. <laughs> Flasher, uh, the Chaos Dwarf Blocker, got shadowing at a random primary. Oh, or kill a random. <laughs> sorry, Randall, that's brutal. Uh, you know, Craig Steele took extra arms on uh, on a Pestigore. Uh, Mo, Fa nice, Mo Farrow, uh got grab at a random, like, quick plank border. Your gutter runner got two heads on a secondary a day ago. Like, it's got that thing, and that's one of the cool things about Fumble is you've got some stuff like that, but this is just top. You can put news for your league in there. You can you just log on and see stuff. And you've got the most recent games here. So if you want to just flick through and pick a game, you just pick a game. So there's a having, four, uh, four having the game. team icons just makes this look so good. It's like proper like sports pictures, isn't it? That little it banner is. with all the games. <laughs> it is so, so, Brilliant. so good. Uh, and yeah, you just click on a game. You can go down and you can see if you want to see a team. So Palmer Violence, Byron's uh, underworld team, won that game 4-0. You click on that, you can see his team. You can see there, the underworld troll's got claws. You've got a Skaven Blitzer with tackle mighty blow. And this team's turn. This team's getting a bit chonky now, isn't it? It's pretty grim. Yeah, that gutter runner is. It's only, it's only 1185, so actually it's fine. He's got a, a block, block clam rat, sneaky git goblin, a block two heads gutter. Okay, that's your. That's your. I've got one of those two though. So yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to get one in return for when I faced him. Oh, block um, two heads, extra arms. Throw. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly, isn't it? That's awesome. Extra arms on a throw. Yeah, two plus pickup, two plus plus pickup. Oh, it's pickup as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's excellent. 
like that's really cool. And you can see that this goblin lineman who has two heads is actually missing next game. And you can see what they've got. You can see the latest matches. And it's just done in a really cool way. And you can go onto your team. You can name them. You can do stuff and change them. They use the fumble icons. They did use the fumble <laughs> icons, which I think is just hey, it's sixty four bit graphics. It's perfection. It's really cute. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely love it. And the timelines are really good. So this is um so we've covered all the good bits. We've talked about some some things that it's not good at, which is literally just the fact that it is it isn't free and there will be some there is a little bit of a learning curve from a TO point of view, like shuffling matches around, allowing teams in, uh, deleting players, reshuffling teams like but there's always gonna be the case. Just be a good commissioner and figure it out. Their help team are amazing. So we, I had a question about redrafting right at the very beginning of this, this league and I flagged it up on their contact us and they got back to me within, I think it was just a few hours, like pinged it back saying, yeah, no worries, you can okay. do it like this. Super, super, super good. My question is around tournaments, Ben, because they've got this preview element here to run a tournament on Torplay and they've got some tournaments listed I don't think any of them are live. I don't think any of them have been done. But uh, one of them has been twenty-four. Oh yeah, yeah. That's all the games. What round one, round two, round three? Although round three hasn't been completed, so interesting, very interesting. But what do you think about using a, a, a platform like this for tournaments? I think this would be amazing, and I would like this to. <laughs> Potentially controversially replace the NAF. Because an issue we've had, especially with the recent tournament, is that while the NAF is good, it's ben, getting ben, a bit out of date. Ben means the NAF website, not necessarily the actual player oh, association. Yes, 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 of course. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah. The NAF website. Um yeah, while it's um while it's good and it's functional, it's still lacking, especially in tournament where not everyone is NAF registered. So some people won't have their games logged. It's something that we have an issue with when we're logging the games on there. So recently we had a couple of players and he was like, oh, well, my games aren't showing up from, from SCS. And I was just like, oh, I'll go check the players. And apparently they didn't play any NAF players, so no games are logged. And um, I think this would be really cool um, to log it anyway. So you can always go back and see your game results. And you can have your teams, which you can take to multiple tournaments. The team kind of gets tournament experience, which I think is a really cool thing. Um, I, th I think that's really cool. Um, if you don't mind me dipping into a downside of that um, straight away, Mate, is it. that it requires people to sign up, which that is was, a barrier. That was, um, yeah, because we, we had a little chat about this with, with Milton as well, because um, we've, we've been talking about opportunities to run better tournaments and actually we've got a system that would allow our players to submit their game entries by Google Sheets. Like, straight away at the end of the match, they can submit it and it will automatically populate onto our, our tournament sheet on the day. But we've decided not to do that because actually it creates that tech barrier split. And then we were like, oh, what about Torplay? Because I love the interface. I love that you can basically, it's, their, it's the coach's problem to figure out how to create a team, which isn't that difficult. Um, and I love that, and it's got all the functionality. There's probably some bits you'd want to do differently, etc. But that's not certainly not something that's not insurmountable. 
like we it's basically like i said it's fumble but you enter your stuff from the tabletop in there um but that that barrier if you think about our tournament spend so we had 60 60 players for ses something like that yeah (laughs) and the majority of the rosters were brilliant and and sent in but actually there are the the wherewithal to populate a roster in a certain format or by a certain timeline it, it, it can be difficult depending on your life if you're like oh my god that tournament's in two weeks i better write that roster and then you go back to work or your kid cries and you go do that and you forget about it then there is a there is a barrier to it but i think having a good tech system like this it it really is a I think it's a really nice middle ground of hey, you need to populate your roster by Saturday the twenty seventh, otherwise you you can't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the roster's right there, and you go on and you build it. And you, there's always the tech thing. I mean, we did it for our fumble leagues during the apocalypse, right? We were like, hey, get your team populated by here on this by this link, and you know, if you're registered, you're, you're good to go. If you're not registered by this point, you can't because we're going to populate the rounds. Um, I love the graphics. I love the way it logs stuff. I love how um like viewer friendly it is. I think it's probably so nice. Like... Yeah, the UI is beautiful on it. Um <laughs> it's really cool. It's really exciting to show people. Like I got I got friends who haven't who I've got friends who I play Warhammer with who haven't been into Bud Bowl before and I've been showing them the update of like the games and stuff and like some really interesting games i've been like showing them the result there's some really good stories of like you can log like oh was it was it um feels green skin feels like goblin who was just like foul 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 die or something like that where it was just like like justice served something like that and um yeah you can just like send stuff like that and now they are like at least two of them are buying blood bowl teams because they're just like, this is awesome. This is awesome. Like the fact you can see the growing league, that they're sports <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah, Lenny, number 16. Yeah. Foul, foul, foul. Injury dead. Um, yeah. <laughs> five nil for one of your games, Ben. Blimmin' heck. Oh, yeah. Poor, poor Craig. Me. Dethroning me is the Skaven King. That was the one where I needed some cash. <clears throat> but I put the side bet and got five touchdowns and got like 135k or something. Oh, man. Yeah. It was gnarly. That's that's insane. But I mean, mm. I, I'm really impressed with it. Like absolutely super impressed with it. The one thing that puts me off it, just for our purposes, like uh would be some of the, the privacy functionality. I assume it can be added if it's not there, but if we were gonna be running a tournament, you'd want your rosters to be secret. Uh at the moment I think you can log on and see anybody's team uh, it might be a, a setting like that's something that they'd definitely be be uh, secure about it but also i was thinking we could use this for um for the bonehead championship right oh yeah sure. except i oh there's a button here that says hide team composition fantastic there you go we'll be showing well, other participants will not be shown this could be deactivated at any time that's amazing um would be private having the league private because I wouldn't want people to just be able to go <laughs> and check out what this because you know we we play oh yeah, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was like that would be really cool to show that off and I'm like except that people could just go to tour play find our league and check it out can you make the whole league private anyway I don't know I couldn't find a button for that okay uh, I, I hope that would be in there 
Oh, you can save. What is that? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I guess you could just kind of fudge it and just create a league and. Well, if you said the help, if you said the support is good, maybe yeah. you recast them and. Yeah, because yeah. actually it'd be a really good way and a really good graphical way of representing it for the channel as well. Um, mm-hmm. and I love that. So yeah, I mean, tour play looks and is the the core bit of league. In well, in fact, almost everything is in there. So actually, if they carry on with the tournament work that they're doing, this is probably going to be. There's potential there of this being a primary Blood Bowl competitive platform. Um, and I know there is another one called Break Tackle that's been brewed up uh, that could be a nice competitor, but I, we haven't seen too much out of that one yet. But Tour Play, um, I'm impressed. And if you're telling me that actually everyone else is loving it too, then I think this is super um, something to be aware of if you're planning on running a Blood Bowl League. Like, yes, all right, it's 10 quid a month or whatever, but. That might be the best ten pounds you ever pay <laughs> from a from a league uh, commission point on. of view. Hang I feel on. like your pricing's off. League season number of users up to ten is four euros a month, and then an extra forty cents per user. That's a after. that's awesome. So yeah, four euros plus four euros ah. for up to ten. So basically, forty cents per player. Kind of, yeah, yeah, month. Uh, I, I'm only thinking because I paid 20 euros because when I was going through my accounts, um, I found it. I was like, oh, I paid 20 euros for tour play. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, you can but, get 200 players. <laughs> I guess. Well, I guess that's like two months or something. Cause oh, okay. 26 teams, haven't we? So I don't know. Uh, 10 yeah, weeks. I'm not sure. Anyway, anything else you want to add from tour play? Uh, tournaments are currently free. Well, that's yeah, but I don't know if they're. I don't know. I don't. We need. We need to check it out. I think the tournaments. Um, I do like the system we've got. It's pretty low barrier to entry. Um, so I do enjoy that. But actually, if you, if you wanted to, if your league wanted to run a tournament, this would be the best way to do it. But if you've got people traveling from all over the place, then actually, you know, if you're planning on running the World Cup, this probably isn't the answer. Although it feels like it would be the answer. It says up to 500 <laughs> players on the tournaments. So. Yeah, maybe. You never know. This time next year, Ben, we may be using score play to run our tournaments. Uh, it would be good. I think trusting, uh, like, trusting that it will work for a whole tournament, I think, is where I have doubts. Just in terms of, like, if something goes wrong, at least when it's our own systems, we can fix it. Yeah. Well, we use a backup as well, don't we? So yeah, we, exactly. We use a public-facing manual entry, and then we use score as a as like the, the core of it so if score goes down we've got a google version if google goes yeah. down we've got the score version um and you know it, it works really well um i think right wicked okay bt i think i think we've covered everything on tour play yeah i think so all right fantastic now before we wrap up it's episode 97 we do have episode 100 coming up in literally a month's time so the first episode in September will be episode 100. So if you've got ideas for what you want to see, or some, just help us, because otherwise it's just probably going to be about Amazons. So uh... <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> I know episode 100. Nobody's favorite team. Um, no, I'm I'm joking. There are. Some I have a full week like... off work before that week. Do you so really? This could be quite exciting. Yeah. Oh, I've got a floating week actually, because uh, I'm supposed to have a week off in August, but. 
that was for my old job uh and i don't work in that old job anymore and i've just had like three weeks off due to being sick and on holiday so huh, we'll have to that's dangerous <laughs> it was time to do something stupid <laughs> but yeah um answers on a postcard let us know what nonsense mm. you think we should do or what you think would be uh, worthy of episode 100 um because yeah we could have a good good fun time i reckon but anyway bt thanks ever so much for giving up your wednesday night to chat blood ball thank you very much and uh, we'll wrap up now thank you very much for watching guys we'll be back soon with more bubble content we blocking thanks very much for watching we really appreciate your support if you want to help support the channel even further please like and subscribe or come join us on our patreon we have early access to content we get loads of feedback from you guys and we try and do competitions as much as we can or you can get yourself some bonehead podcast merch on our spreadshirt site so if you want to support a team especially for the bonehead championship you can pick up a shirt a mug things like that it all helps support the channel and we really appreciate it anyway links below thank you very much Happy blocking.